get to see kitty cam. There we go. There's kitty cam. There we go. Look at you. <laughs> what are you doing? Nobody's ever seen it. Don't you fall. <laughs> this is the pre-show. <laughs> pre-show kitty cam. That's right. It's the pre-show. Oh my goodness, she's got her head right in there. Luckily, that's mine, not the guests. Meow, meow. <laughs> oh my God. All right. We have to start the show now. We have to start the show now. Tori's on the line. All right, let's start the show. <laughs> She has not left. She is still over there. She's scratching on the bookcase there. The little uh... <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh, I love it. She never comes out. That's so amazing. Uh, all right, all right. Let's see. Let's get serious. Let's get down to business here. Welcome back to the late night playset. My name is Jay Ryan. Uh, thank you for tuning in to another edition of Tuesdays with Tori. <clears throat> Thursday edition. <laughs> like I said, my name is Jay Ryan. <laughs> Mrs. Ryan is on assignment, uh, but we do have our buddy Tori Alonzo here, and I'm just going to bring him right on in. What is up, brother? What's up, man? How's it going? I, uh, I, I'm i great. I'm so happy to see you. Welcome back, of course. Um, I feel that for the sake of us, and this is the first time with us using all this stuff, we should pr- pr- probably just do a little technical. You can hear me and everything. You're good? I, it's like you're in my living room. It's amazing. I love technology. <laughs> it is pretty Most amazing. of the time. Most I, of the time. <laughs> I think in my little pre-show, I, uh, I lost my remote that I use to control the volume. So by all means, um, say hello and I'll uh, be right back. What's up, guys? What's going on out there? Um, <laughs> it's been quite the week. I think we're going to have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, oh, so yeah, uh, my apologies. I know we're trying to do this a little more formatted and have me on Tuesdays. But unfortunately, uh, this week I had my uh, yearly FAA certification stuff for my real job. And uh, it it kept getting pushed back because of COVID, obviously. So, uh, oh, that's why. Yeah, I was supposed to do this back in March. <laughs> and this is like they literally are just catching up with all of the all of the stuff. So, um, yeah, I had to fly to Baltimore on Tuesday. Actually, I flew there Monday night because um, the class was Tuesday morning. I wouldn't have made it in time. So I had to do um, that, but um, all is good now. So I'm, well, I'm a right, flight attendant for another should, year. <laughs> yeah, well, at least you're you're good to go. Uh, we should probably, yeah. for the sake of everyone else, we should probably pick up where we left off, which we were hoping to talk a little bit about um, some of the, the kids and, the, and, and everything that the- – <laughs> We wanted to talk about the youth and Porsche and everything. We're going to put that on hold. We're going to talk about that stuff next week because a lot of cool. stuff uh, in the world has happened over the past week. What a week. <laughs> and uh, gosh, I feel like for the sake of – I even put it in the, uh, in the in the little log line there. I feel like for the sake of you and just diving right in so we can relax afterwards, let's just get right into Petrolicious, buddy. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> oh God. What happened with Petrolicious? And then let's talk about your position on it. I opened such a can of worms. Well, I guess there were a lot of can of worms, cans of worms that were opened. I uh, so for those do not who don't know, um, apparently the founder and CEO of Petrolicious, Afshin, who I do I, I don't even know this guy. I've never met him before. Whatever I know about Petrolicious, um, 
I was more a fan of them when Ted Gashu was kind of at the helm and, and curating things. And I don't know, like it, there's been a change. There's been a little rift in the, in the videos and they're, they're a little more bougie lately. And I don't know. I just, it seems like they've kind of gotten away from what they originally were trying to Sounds do. Sounds like you're Not saying content wise, you've sort of. Yeah. I just, away. I don't know. I just, yeah, I don't know. It's just different now. Like I used to really care for them. And this is before all this like hell broke loose this week or whatever. And um, okay. so, so this week, apparently some very unbecoming things were found on the CEO founders uh, Facebook page. And Ugh. I mean like, yeah, like not, not great stuff, man. Like, I mean, I'm the last person I want to get into politics. Like I like to keep it about cars. Trust me. Um, yeah. But it just stuff that was said that just wasn't very nice. And, um, and calling, you know, certain groups that are, you know, going through some hard times right now, domestic terrorists and all of this. And I was like, man, that's not cool. You know I mean? I, I feel like all of our problems are so easily answered. Just be fucking nice to each other. <laughs> like, I well, don't know yeah. what's so hard De- about decency, that Decency, sure. Just be decent to people, you know? I mean, it's hard to, like, I try not to judge people because, you know, unless you walk a mile in their shoes, you don't know what they're going through. And so I posted something on um on my Instagram the other day, a little logo of Petrolicious with a little Ghostbusters type red cross through it, just saying that, you know, hey, I'm just I'm not down with what this guy's saying and haven't been watching Petrolicious videos for a while. And you're talking yeah, about the anti like the, you would say yeah. like no smoking, no parking, just the circle exactly. with the line through it. Yeah. So come yeah. to find out that's now the I guess that's the cancel sign. I didn't know that. So. So okay. the Ghostbusters were canceling ghosts back in the well, 80s before. Whether, cool. whether the sign whether, – <laughs> you and I have – it's important everyone else knows. You and I have not talked about this. In fact, we've no. specifically not talked Purposely. at all all week Purposely. so that we could yeah. do it here f- f- for the show. Yeah, I didn't – yeah. Because when you and I talk on the phone, then it's like, oh, well, this would have been really good content for the show. So let's just not <laughs> we blow talk. It, yeah. And it's hard, but yeah, so – uh, well, so whether or not you realized the logo was sort of cancel culture, what you were doing was certainly cancel culture. Was that the intention? I don't know. No, it was not my intention. It was okay. my intention was, you know, this is my personal Instagram feed. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm done with Petrolicious. I wasn't telling everyone to boycott Petrolicious. I wasn't telling everyone to, you know, only listen to my opinion because nobody gives a shit what I think. I don't think, you know, so it's like. The fact that everybody got in this heated, heated argument on my stupid thread about a stupid, you know, petrolicious thing. Oh, it's it was bad. I mean, it was. Well, it I don't want to really get into the nitty gritty of comments and everything, but I do want to. Well, no, get into I won't. The, but but I did. Dri- yeah, and you hashtag drive out hate. That's what. So it was the petrolicious. That's, it. That's all I said. I didn't say boycott. I said I. I even like if you read the post, it even says no more petrolicious for me. For me. Not like, hey, y'all, don't watch Petrolicious videos anymore. Um, but my buddy, Jason Torchinsky, who writes for Jalopnik, wrote this story. And that's, I think, what really kind of blew everything up. So people gotcha. were going on on Aption's, you know, Instagram. And he had to, like, disable comments. It was this whole mess. Um, but, yeah, it, it got way, way out of proportion. Well, well um, yeah, I mean, it's – I don't I see both like sides of this one. I really do. Culture. What's that? I don't feel like I was promoting a cancel culture. I was just saying I personally. Well, I'm, I'm going to read the po- people thinks, saw the so picture. It's a Petrolicious it, yeah. logo with the with the no ghost thing and uh, uh, no room in our hobby for bigotry or hate. 
certainly agree there. Uh, there's way too many other positive and talented filmmakers out there like Ren Films or Valkyrie Films or ML Auto Photo to get our car porn fix from. Plenty of car porn out there. You're right. Uh, no more Petrolicious for me, period. Feel free to share or repost this logo with the hashtag DriveOutHate. If you are not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Hopefully this encourages some up-and-coming filmmakers to start making their own amazing content. Technology has never been cheaper and more within our grasp. I mean, you make some good points, and you certainly are encouraging to a certain area, but you definitely are clear about, I'm done over here. Yeah, me, on my post. So it's funny, because I had, you know, and the same thing happened to Rod Emery. I don't know if you know this or not, but like a couple weeks ago, I think there was like the, when everyone just kind of took a break from social media, and they just posted the black square. Oh, man, like I saw some of Oh, I did comments. it. Well, that was the blackout. Yeah, sure. Everybody I mean, did. Yeah, yeah. Because it was just like, hey, let's focus on something more important than ourselves for a change, you know? And, and That I was June 1st. Out. That was one month ago yesterday. Well, there it was mine. How fitting. There you go. Um, so, oh, man, I went and read like some of the comments on Rod's posts and like people were like, get back in the shop and just build a car. That's what. Yeah. Gosh, I, like, I mean, you know, when man, you've got like, that big of a following, you I mean, right. you know how it is. You just can't please anybody no matter what. And when you've got that big of a following. I don't know how it is. I don't have a big following. The bookends are wider. Yeah. <laughs> but, the bookends yeah, are further and further apart. You oh, and I with man, a few thousand so. people, you don't really, you know, a couple people can get under your skin. I would assume mm-hmm. with when you're in the hundreds of thousands of followers and stuff like that, when all of that racket is coming at you all the time, I have to assume you get better at turning it out, tuning it out. Do, Probably do you so. think? I and mean, I, I assume so. Well, I mean, I know a lot of people don't even bother reading their comments. Like, I mean, I had this talk with Matt Farrow when I was on his show years ago and we were talking about just how nasty people are behind the keyboard these days. And you do and that comments was how those are the worst. And, and he doesn't even read it anymore. He's like, it's not even worth it. And it's not, I mean, but I mean, I, you know, when you don't respond to comments, do people then get all upset? Do they then get all, you know, well, how come, I mean, there's no, well, how come they're not uh, on the other end? I think so, because then they know that you don't really care and you're just not, you're not, you know, getting into that argument. So, but I, I still, yeah, but does it, to, to me, it doesn't translate to, I don't care. It, I understand that that may be the appearance to the other side, but it doesn't translate to, I don't care to me. Sometimes it's, sometimes right. it's like you said, I mean, like I, you sound like he couldn't even didn't didn't want the drama of it. Some people can't right. handle it. I mean, I myself, when it first started, I, I was never good at dealing with the criticism. My whole life, I'm not good at dealing with. That's hence the artist, you know, <laughs> the yeah, whole bit. Yeah. So I, I mean, I'm susceptible anyway. But even with a small amount, I just have to assume that when you scale up to those levels, you it gotta get worse. maybe not used yeah. to it, but you gotta you gotta get tolerant of it. I would think. I would think so. I don't know. So long story short, I lost some followers, but I gained some cool ones. So whatever. I mean, if, you know, well, if I think, think if you were doing terrible what... of me to demand decency in humans, then whatever. I don't need you following me anyway. And I told some people that I'm like, look, if you don't, you know, if you don't I'm not asking you to agree with me, if you're, if you're that butthurt about it, then it's really easy to unfollow me. So unfollow me. So, whatever. I mean, I think that's a healthy position. I think that's a healthy I mean, I position. I mean, right. this is just I mean, I was... social media after all. It is. It is. So I don't know. Um, For me, it just came down to um, if someone is posting hateful things, I then want to have a conversation with that person. I mean, you you brought it up to me earlier that day before your post and everything. You said, hey, did you see what's going on with Petrolicious? I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about because I don't follow Mm -hmm. anything. And uh, when I went and looked a little bit, I saw, oh, okay, people said he posted some stuff. And I I saw the stuff. And of course, I I mean – 
if you just look, I mean, it looks inflammatory to me for sure, but I don't know mm-hmm. what the guy meant. And I do right. know that as somebody who says the wrong thing almost daily at some point well, and sometimes here perfect. where there's a record of it, um, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's me misspeaking for what I actually meant to say, that's bad mm-hmm. enough. Or someone else taking what I said, not as I meant it, that's bad. Right. Or sometimes you just like accidentally say the wrong thing and that's, you know <laughs> – that happens to yeah. everybody. It does. Um, it does. So, and, and then, of course, there's, oh, I intended this and I and no, I don't like and this is what I mean and that's how I feel. And, and that seems to be what everyone is jumping to a conclusion and then, mm-hmm. and then you know, no more Petrolicious. I'm not right. willing to, to do that without a conversation. I, I read the thing. Yeah, I know people are saying, oh, straight PR babble. I'm like, yeah, but it's also kind of like the right way to handle it. I don't know what else somebody would I don't do. Know. Yeah, I don't well, think it's one of those damned if you do and damned if you don't. I, that's I what mean, I feel. If he didn't release a statement, then then people would have said, "Oh, he obviously feels this way." He releases a statement. It's like you can't win at that point. You know, there's yeah. no. Yeah. You know, he was he was getting flack for backpedaling, and then he's getting flack for saying the things in the first place. So I mean, I I do see both sides, and it does suck. But um, I don't know. For me personally, I it, you know. In, 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 in all fairness, you know, Jason Torchinsky, my friend who wrote that article on Jalopnik, he reached out to him and was like, hey, here's your chance. Like, if you didn't mean that, oh. you know, tell us what you think. And then you never heard back. Uh, that's a bummer. So, um, I mean, they, I know mean, I know him. I mean, we've, we've met. We, yeah. I knew him way back in the day before Petrolicious was really a big deal. He had just opened that garage. He only had his personal cars in there. They were printing out stickers and putting T-shirts in envelopes. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. six, seven years ago, whatever it was. Right. Um I, I don't know him to be that person, the person that people mm-hmm. are calling him out to be. I don't know him that well. It's not like we hang out, but I have met him. I have had conversations with him, and I'm also a pretty good judge of character. Not perfect, by no means perfect, mm-hmm. but I didn't get that vibe from him. I don't I don't get that vibe from him. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not to say that uh, I, I'm not wrong or that his feelings haven't changed in the last five plus years. You know what I mean? I don't know. But yeah. I, I just uh, – I'm not willing to jump on the bandwagon without – either having a conversation or finding out from him, you know, what he meant. Um, right. But for God's sake, totally everything enough. you said, I, mean, I agree with. No room for hate, no room for, I mean, yeah. all we do is preach love. And that's why this room is so colorful. It's all about the color bars and the fact that we're all different and celebrating that. Yeah. That and to I mean, me is what that's all about. Now than ever, my God. I mean, everything's, and, and you know what, that, that stupid little post yesterday or whenever it was the day before, I don't remember when it was. That it's got that legs shows <laughs> that shows me how polarized we are as a country right now because it was like here's the line in the sand where do you where you are got your you? own little taste yeah I did but it's so weird because I mean I'm not you know I mean again not to talk politics but I mean I'm a pretty conservative person as far as politics are you know all things considered but I don't really fit in any box you know I mean I I have no. a concealed permit I carry guns. But, you know, um, but I also am for gay rights. My sister's a lesbian. So, you know, I don't, I'm not your <laughs> You're all typical, over the map. I am all over the map. You know, I mean, I basically don't hurt kids or animals and we're good. You know, like that's how do you feel about I'm, abortion? Yeah. Don't answer. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's just, I, I don't know, man. It just, it was kind of an eye opening experience and. I definitely got all the stick to cars posts, but whatever. Oh, I saw a couple of those. I didn't read everything, but I saw a couple of those. I came here I for mean, cars, most, not for politics. I I would say I definitely got more in support of you know people saying, "Hey, yeah, we don't we don't need that in our hobby than anything else." So that was cool, but whatever. I won't do that again. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> 
Learn well, I'll tell you, there. it's controversy week here on Late Night Playset because because yesterday we had our friend uh, – I don't know if you happened to see yesterday's show, but we had our friend Winston Bird on who was one of our first guests ever. And mm-hmm. he's a professional trumpet player and he plays with uh, – honestly, with like everybody. But we know him, of course, through the Craig Robinson band, the Nasty Delicious. Oh, cool. And, uh, and he's just – he's exceptionally talented. Uh, but he's going through something – right now that apparently has been going on for years but with his racism in the union or alleged alleged i should say very clearly alleged racism mm-hmm. within the union and and he it was like blowing whistles he released a video and he got his attorney involved in a whole bunch of shit and so we had a mm-hmm. a really long conversation with him yesterday this all of a sudden feels like no big deal it's like all right well right. he may not have even meant it so this may just blow over <laughs> right 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 I'm versus something else things, it'll sure, probably so, end up going yeah. to court and lasting months and months and months if not years I don't know. We'll see. I mean, so there's a lot of stuff going on in the world. There is, yeah. Well, people people have a really short attention span as well. I mean, that was you know yesterday. What's what's tomorrow going to be? You know, I mean, it's that just seems to be how things are going lately. Do you notice that more with the polarity that you mentioned earlier of the country? Oh, you notice that that's sort of happening side by side. Oh yeah, it's all it's that's the universe is weird right now. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of that going on. You look really, really good. I couldn't help but notice in the wide shot that I think your doggy went by, which makes this the two. Yeah, pet one show. of the, the dachshunds first, went the by. The first like two pet show, yeah, that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other one's sitting right behind me in the seat, so you can't see her. But yeah, she's can can too. we keep this shot here and can we just talk about your little set there? Because uh, oh I yeah, mean, are you calling that done it. now? That looks uh, incredible. I don't know. I've still got some stuff coming. I added. Uh, let me see if I can point the right direction. I added James Dean up here. And yep. then I've got my little – that's the helmet that I used to wear when I had my Beck 550. It looks really good where you put it. It looks – everything looks cool. way better placed than it did the other day. Why, thank you. And then Did you kind I of set up really your camera cool. and look or did you just figure it out? No, I, I literally got on here like five minutes ago. And then I got this really cool prints off of um, – really bad directions. This right here is a really cool prints of uh, Hans Hermann at Le Mans by a, um, by a guy named I think Basil Smith in uh england he was like an automotive um artist kind of like mark dwight and hunziker you know partners kind of like that i think all he does is like automotive art and i loved that shot it was really cool because it's like hans Hermann in the pits and it was neat so yeah i'm just adding stuff here and there but i would I think it looks very cool call it done well, but you definitely have curated that. a little area and you did lower the carpe to. uh the calendar down a little bit a little bit yep so just getting there <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome all right so what else has been going on since you were gone oh man like so many things well like i've gone i go into these little like um well ray likes to call them deep dives and that's that's kind of what it is like i like i'll get into like these um like last week it was the salzburg 917 and this week i'm getting all this stuff from ebay um do you totally different subject well kind of not but do you when you're laying in bed at night on your phone do you get on ebay because that's trouble like I know they have apps not, where like I, I, it'll no, block you not from anymore, porn. But there, there was a time when yes, eBay, it's Craigslist, yeah, yeah, yeah. Auto Trader. I mean, you name it. I was uh, on all of them. Yeah, Until, you so know, sometimes like, four in the morning, especially if there's an auction on the East Coast that ends at midnight yeah. or something. You know, it's yeah, it's the worst. So like, yeah. so this week, all this Salzburg nine seventeen stuff is showing up because I was just like all into this car last weekend just wanting to find out everything I could about <laughs> it, and so now all this stuff showing up. So um. So this week's little deep dive for me was the um, the Chaparral, like prototype cars of the 1960s. Do you know about these cars? They're really cool. 
Yes, but I don't know anything about what you're about to say. And I did see you posting and the pictures are awesome. The cars look so yeah, cool. Yeah, they're really cool. So so I grew up primarily in Midland, Texas, which is in West Texas. And there's there's not many claims to fame from Midland. There's not much there. I think um, Tommy Lee Jones went to my high school. Um, what? Which, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Um, and so he was like our, you know, famous guy that that left Midland and never looked back and actually met him in Circuit City one day when I was working at Circuit City. <laughs> Dated reference Circuit City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he came in and um, he bought the Batman Forever soundtrack. And because that's when Batman Forever With came Seal? out. And he was, yeah. But With the kiss was, from a rose and all he that? Was, yeah, 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 yeah. That one. He was in <laughs> it. He was Two-Face in that movie. 1997. So he the soundtrack. <laughs> oh, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was. Oh yeah. God. So that's why we were, yeah, we were laughing about it. But, um. <laughs> so, but he would come back to Midland every now and then and play polo. So that was like the big, you know, famous guy from Midland or whatever. And then, of course, the Bushes lived there. Um, Laura, I believe Laura Bush, the first lady, former first, first lady, was from Midland. Barbara but, um, Bush. Bar- uh, oh, Laura, the, the no, W's Laura, wife. Yeah, yeah, you're right. W's right. wife, I believe, was from Midland. But um, and my high school was Robert E. Lee. Not to get all political again, but and I think it's still Robert E. Lee. And I mean, we would wave Confederate flags, and like it wasn't a racist thing back then. But no, I know. So much. Just in twenty getting years, back to crazy, the Dukes but, of Hazard again. Yeah, I know, I know. Like not to get back on the politics thing, but that's just that's how I grew up. You know, it was just that era. But anyways, so one other famous name that came out of Midland, Texas, was Jim Hall, who was the founder of Chaparral Cars. And back in the 60s, this guy – and I used to pass his shop all the time. It was on Rankin Highway south of the interstate in Midland. And, I think um, I figured out how to share my phone up here. Should I pull up any of these pictures on at yeah, any if you time? Want, yeah, yeah. That would kind okay. of give some pretext or whatever to you know what we're saying or whatever. But um, so that – so I've always kind of been obsessed with, with these cars knowing they were from Midland. And what's cool about these cars is Jim Hall was an engineer. And this guy thought so far outside of the box that he'd come up with a car – that had, you know, active aero or, or these crazy tall wings or whatever. And then they would end up banning him for the next season. So he'd have to build a new car to be competitive. And um, he just had some amazing ideas. I mean, just really, really cool stuff. And so the picture that you're showing now in particular, here's a really cool story. And it's kind of a side tangent, but stick with me. It's cool. So sure. the guy that's in this photo, his name is Franz Weiss. Okay. He was Jim Hall's um, chief um, engine builder, crew chief, you name it. I mean, this guy was a wizard. And I, I read an article um, by Mario Andretti. It was an interview with him. And they said, who do you consider the best engine builder out there? He said, for Chevrolet engines, Franz Weiss, like hands down. And this is coming from Mario Andretti, which is pretty cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, so these guys, you know, did all of this stuff. They had their own t- proving grounds. They did a lot of testing for, uh, for GM because they could do it year round in Midland, Texas, because the weather is a lot better than up in Michigan. So they have this track called Rattlesnake Raceway that's in Midland. I used to pass this all the time. And of course, I didn't, I didn't have the appreciation for vintage racing back then, but I was still very much into cars. And so in high school, I drove my Volkswagen um, to school and we had assigned parking. And of course. Yeah, yeah. So the girl that I parked next to her name was Annie Weiss. Well, Franz is her dad. Oh and my gosh. Our, our senior year, I think it was our senior year, all the all the like well-to-do kids were getting their like, you know, Mustang GTs and like all that. And I still had my crappy bug. I didn't care. We didn't come for money and like I had to pay for everything myself. So I would park my bug next to Annie's car. Well, 
Annie, her senior year, rolls up in the Indy 500 pace car. <laughs> and it's a Sweet. Camaro. It, it was a black and white Camaro with like these kind of rainbow looking pinstripes on the side. And it wasn't, you know how they'll do like a run of like 150 of the pace car edition you totally. know, cars or whatever. Well, hers was the car. Like hers was the one that actually ran around the Indy 500. <laughs> and it took me years, but I, I figured out that that's how she got that car is because by that point, I believe he had split off from Jim Hall. He was doing his own thing. And I think he had a company called like VDS or something. And he built like IndyCar engines. That's what he did. And so, wow. so that's that guy. But what's so cool is I found this picture the other day. And there he is at the 1966 Daytona race that, you know, the 906 prototype that I'm so enamored by raced at. So it's That's like so this cool. weird, I mean, there's six degrees of separation. This is like two. So, but it was cool. Like I got to park next to, you know, his daughter in this Indy pace car at high school. And I just kind of took it for granted, you know, cause and I mean, that's I not a euphemism, Camaro, right? Or... We're all agreeing. Yeah. It's kind of cool. So, yeah. um, so yeah, very cool. I, I I, I've lost touch with her, obviously. Um, she ran in a different crowd. She was much more popular than me. But um, but we were always cool because we had the car connection. So that was kind of neat. But I'd love to go back to Midland. Um, all of the Chaparral cars are actually on display now mm -hmm. um, at the Petroleum Museum, which I used to take field trips to when I was a kid. So I'd love to go back there if I could, you know, if I ever start flying again. And then uh, maybe get a Midland overnight and just rent a car and go check out the cars. But all of his cars are on display. So it's kind of cool. But uh, just a real quick segue in, uh, first of all, that was totally, totally interesting. Very cool story. Um, you know, I realized that you flew for work the other day, not actually doing your job just for training, but what was it like? That was your first time flying in how many months? Yeah, I was, it was my first time flying. I think my last trip was sometime in April, maybe like mid April towards the end of April, at least um, two or so months. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, when I got to Pittsburgh, ghost town, nobody there. Um, when I flew, let's see my flight, it was probably half full, I guess. And we're still blocking off middle seats. Um, some of the airlines like American, I think now are starting to lift the flight caps. So like, you're going to have someone next to you because flights are getting full again. When I got to Baltimore, it was packed. I mean, you wouldn't know that there was anything going on. There was people everywhere. It was crazy. But, um, so yeah, it was, it was weird. Why but, more so in Baltimore? Just a busier airport or the I hub guess, of Washington? I don't know. I just, I guess so. Yeah. Because it's either BWI or Dulles for Washington, right? Or I guess uh, Virginia right. too. And a lot of our like connecting flights go through Baltimore. Like once all this COVID stuff started, then we kind of started doing away with a lot of the nonstops and then like, you know, making people connect through certain cities just to, just to consolidate airplanes. But yeah, it's kind of crazy. So, wow. Yeah. So I had to do my little FAA training or whatever. I did that and then I flew back uh, last night, actually. So yeah, now I'm back. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Tuesdays well, with Tori, Thursday that. edition. I know. Tuesday. There's, th there's absolutely no uh, rhyme or reason to it. I just, I, Tuesdays with Maury, Tuesdays with Tori, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it works. All it was. We'll, we'll just go with that name, even if it's Wednesdays. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> whatever. Uh, let's see. What I, all right. Petrolicious was, of course, the first thing on here. Uh, yeah. Um, kitty cam was funny. I didn't even have to throw to it because we had the kitty cam in here. Uh, COVID, we sort of discussed a little bit with the flying and everything, but what is it like over there? Because over here, starting to get more serious, way more uh, serious than it was two. the last time. And, yeah. So here, and, here and, and we already did mm -hmm. it and then it didn't work. So, you know what I mean? We're here again. 
Yeah, we, the same exact thing's happening in Pennsylvania. As a matter of fact, today in Allegheny County, which is Pittsburgh, which is like an hour south of me, um, they reclosed all the restaurants, bars, casinos. Um, and then statewide, um, Governor Wolf has now mandated uh, masks in all public places, whether you're outside, inside, wherever. It doesn't matter. You have to wear yeah, masks. we have that too. So, yeah, so it's it's we're going right back to it again, which I'm not crazy about, but... It's it's wild, isn't it? I mean, it's I'm thinking of everybody at home and everybody that we check in with, you know, at Breakfast Club, or we really don't go much of anywhere. We went to uh, Malibu Kitchen the other day for the Mm -hmm. first time in since this started, probably. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing. I think I went one time when it first started, and we were she stayed home, like she's staying in the house kind of thing, and I went just to get muffins or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that was it. But we hadn't been in forever. Um, It was a it was everyone was very respectful with the mass and the distancing i will say that which was awesome but it was a mm-hmm. zoo i mean a yeah. zoo it was packed it looked crazy. crazy well i mean there were so many people there like my buddy went specifically just to kind of try and meet you or whatever and you know yeah and we didn't even get to meet yeah which is unfortunate but i mean i'm sure you'll meet one of these days but um oh, i think so i'm gonna but, put this picture up of him of his car yeah bill's awesome if you guys don't follow um zero auto gallery he's he's got the other short tail from ford v ferrari super nice guy we've helped each other out a lot with you know trying to perfect these cars and um another well this will segue into the next thing so my other buddy um steve he owns the green long tail from ford v ferrari his car is parked right next to Jeff Zwartz 906 right now as we speak at the Lions Air Museum for a big deal that was, I think, supposed to happen this weekend. And now they're saying that museums have to be closed. So it's not this I don't one, even is know. it? Yeah, that one. Uh-huh. So oh, that's so funny. Know. Yeah. Well, so do you know St. Clair Insurance? I don't know St. Clair Insurance. That's not him. That's who he insured. No, no, but you know Jeff St. Clair? <laughs> no, no, I don't know. Shout Jeff out to Sinclair. Jeff St. Clair. Uh-uh. You should totally follow him too. He was at Breakfast Club the other day with this car and we had all the Targa stickers on it. Super, super cool. Great guy. Oh, how funny. All, so uh, he's like an insurance. So he's like actually an insurance uh, provider or whatever, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And this is the latest oh, cool ride cool. covered by St. Clair Insurance. Yeah, so and that's my buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's my buddy Steve. So. so awesome. He lives in Orange County. But yeah, he was he was hoping to have that car, you know, to where people could see it at lions and i don't i don't know if they're gonna be able to do that now so it's like it's just a bummer man and like rex mcafee was out there taking pictures of it and of course everyone's tagging me on that car it's like oh you have no idea like i've been in contact with him since the day he bought it you know helping each other out but really really cool guy um so i don't know i don't who knows what's gonna happen now i mean it's unfortunate because We, uh, you know, we've still been going up to Breakfast Club every week just because we, you know, we, I'd say that every time. But with her and the uh, the nature, the sunshine, all that stuff's really good for her. And mm-hmm. um, so we've been doing it and just picking up a box of donuts and a, uh, you know, box of Joe. They call it at Dunkin' Donuts, a, a big jug yeah. of coffee. <clears throat> and it's been, it's been nice. It's been fun. People are respectful. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, if this... Currently, I feel okay doing it. All right, I shouldn't even say that. I didn't feel okay doing it in the beginning, but I did feel okay with going up there with my wife. So we didn't post or whatever, and we just got our little mm-hmm. goodies and we went up there. But sure enough, right. of course, we have a car that, and we didn't post anything. And sure enough, we mm-hmm. have a car that's noticeable. So people say, "Oh, we're well, still doing it." Oh, the whole thing, and then it, it became a thing. And um, and I'm not sorry that people have continued. It's it's been wonderful. It's actually been mm-hmm. one of the things that sort of kept our 
sanity throughout all this. Exactly. Um, You know, you can't hug and you can't get too close to each other, but seeing familiar faces somehow there's something with that. Um, I don't know now. I mean, it's like, oh, if they shut everything down again and the restaurants are closed to get, you know, I don't, Newcombs hasn't been Uh open the whole time. You know, that's what the donuts and distancing has been all about, but I don't know. I don't know. I can't believe we're about to go in again. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about any of it. I'm t- I'm not scared either. of any of it, but like I'm I'm there's a little bit of anxious anticipation this time because oh we just did yeah. that it was supposed to be out oh we're going back in again oh great well now the See next thing's already yeah now the next thing's already on the horizon like they're already talking about this you know Chinese the swine flu now there's like a really super bad strain of Chinese flu that's gonna make it say over here it's like Jesus guys like I don't I don't know what to believe anymore man I really don't so. <laughs> <laughs> what what that's why what, I like where um, I live. Yeah, but you you always keep your smile on. You always keep your 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 head about you. How do you do that when sometimes things are getting a little rough? I don't turn on the news. That's that's. How. I do the same just, thing. When I need a little I time away, I take some time away. I just unplug. I just try to stay busy here and and do stuff around the lake or whatever. Like I'm fortunate that I live out here, and you know it's kind of like a nice little bubble, and I can still be outside and not have to worry about anything because you know there's never groups of a lot of people out here, so. That's what I try to do and stay busy in the shop and, you know, stay busy. That's huge. That's so that's another one. Shoot. You you definitely stay busy is great. Stay active. All the things that Mm -hmm. you would normally go exercise, go work out, go. (laughs) Yeah. Go walk the dog, you know, do something. But now pretty much all you can do is go read a book or write one, I guess. Pick up painting, start new hobbies, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Have you done any of that stuff? Because you've been active on the car. You probably haven't had much time. I haven't had much time. We've been so busy. Well, now we're we're into post with this video that we're trying to put together about the 906. So um, I don't know. Did we did we talk about the second day that we shot? I don't think so. I think I, I think remember. you were going oh into gosh, it last time. Yeah. So it started to rain. So like I broke my rule about never getting that car wet. And like dude, that car is so not watertight. So like I've got rain coming in and like everything that was spotless and pristine and like ready, you know, for its next appearance like went out the window. So I had to, I spent the entire day after we did that second shoot. It was totally worth it. We got some amazing shots and the rural like drone shots are going to be amazing. Like maybe even more so than what we did on the track. And that's going to be hard to beat. But, um, so yeah, I spent the whole day, the next day, like completely cleaning the car all over again. And, (laughs) but it's kept me busy. I can't complain. So but yeah. people don't probably realize exactly what that means. To clean the car again, you have to have someone help oh, you I mean, take like, the clamshell off, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had to take the clamshell off. I had to – I basically took the headlight, like, coverings off, like the plexi coverings because that's – none of that's watertight. I mean, it's it's meant to basically, like, protect the headlights, I think, um, from, you know, stones breaking them and whatnot. But, like, water – Yeah, and keep the airflow moving. Yeah, exactly. So I had to take all that apart. I mean, you know, take all the wheels off, clean everything. I ended up, I'm like, well, while I'm under here, I might as well change the oil one more time because I think it's only had one oil change with the braking oil when I got it. So change the oil again. And I was actually talking to you when I went to go get the oil. And um, yeah, so it's all back together now. It's pretty again. I did another ceramic coating on it and it's it's pretty, but I haven't driven it since just because I don't want to get it dirty again. Um, <laughs> you just parked it in the barn and that's it <laughs> that's it dude it's in the barn and i've got the car cover on it and i haven't really messed with it since and it's oh been it's God, been unbearably so hot well i mean it's I, I you know it's not like the weather's been bad i could have driven it and enjoyed it and it wouldn't have gotten dirty again but it's just so hot it's just not a fun car to drive when it's really hot that would be like the perfect fall car 
and it's going to be gone this fall, but that's okay. I don't care. It's going to be worth it. And Man, I'll be able I to took, share it with people. So that'll be cool. I took a picture of your friend's, uh, the one up at Malibu Kitchen the other day, 58. Bill's I took a picture name. of it and I don't know if it's in here or not. Bill's um, car is so cool. Let me see if, if I can find it. I would love for you to then tell everybody what the story is behind this picture, if that's all right. And I think you'll yeah, know what yeah, I yeah. mean. Oh, here it is. Great, great, great. All right. So Rolf Stomlin originally is the guy that drove that car in Lamar, the real version of that car. And you see the missing plexi there, that little chunk that's out of the plexi. That's what I want you to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of people thought, well, I mean, unless you look at that little broken piece in the corner, I think most people are just like, oh, that's for airflow. No, that's the car. If you watch the movie, um, they did three takes of it, but um, the stunt driver had to like pull this hydraulic um, e-brake and then basically like pitch it into a, a big billboard. Um, and and so they got into a little bit of a battle in the in the movie, um, and and they had to do this take like three times. So there's there's like stress cracks over there from where it hit the sign, and then I think it took a chunk of that plexi out. But that's why that is. But Bill's I just like done that an he hasn't put it back in part. though. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, I think if he could, he would, but it's just so expensive to like, you know, form. Because you have to do the whole, uh, the whole, d- the plexi, I'm assuming that's yeah. heated and bent in the whole bit. Yeah. All yeah, custom made. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So where I, I, I've actually talked to the guys that built those cars. It was a company called Ghost Light and it's in the Valley. Um, and they do a lot of picture car stuff, but what they did on these cars was just amazing. I mean, 3D printers and, you know, I mean, they completely reverse engineered this car. And um, Scratch built the chassis. Like, it's pretty crazy. So I talked to Steve today, and Steve said that they told him they spent $125,000 on each chassis. Just the chassis. Good grief. <laughs> because they were all custom made. Like, wow, yeah. Did they have a real yeah. 906 in there that they were basing no, it off of? No, they never or- did. No, no, no. You know what they built it off of? They reverse engineered it. They scaled it up from a 118 scale mini champs car. No, that's what they did. Like I've got, I've got all the, they sent me all the pictures of the cars getting built. I, I, I I started the movie again the other day. I still haven't finished it, but um, back to the very, 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 very beginning when Shelby's driving the 356 around LA with Mm -hmm. Carol, uh, Matt Damon as Carol Shelby. Mm -hmm. It's a red 356. What's the deal with that car or those Um, cars? It looks like multiple cars. That was built by JPS Motorsport, I think, which is also, I believe, in the valley. They it is. They're right, up, yeah, they're right up the street here. That's, um, that's, who, that's one that's of their cars. Did, yeah, yeah. They did all the car. They did all of the speedsters for that. So I think there was like three, maybe, because they repainted a couple of them. So the red mm. one, I think the orange one became the red one or something. The orange one from Willow Springs became the red one, or vice versa. But I think I want to. Th- well, I know the guy that owns the red speedster now. So. Obviously, that was the, the Carroll Shelby car from the beginning. Red. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I wondered if that was a Subaru powered car just because of the way that they were beating the shit out of it. And it was just, but it was, it's Volkswagen powered. It was like a, oh, it is. BMW There's this shot where they're coming. I mean, it's literally shot like a couple blocks from here. Uh, so you right know where exactly on, uh, where like the Coenga happening, Pass right? when they're, they're going over the 101 and he takes a right, goes down, like down uh-huh. would be Highland or Coenga. Uh, right. um, and, and he's, I mean, I'm amazed that the wheels stay on this thing. I know, I know. I mean, the aggression, I, I and he goes through the little divot, you know, the, the LA street divots, and it's sideways. I know, I know. and <laughs> I it's a beautiful it. shot because he's he's like coming this way, and then the camera's going this way, and it's just yeah, that's exactly the like shot. Yeah, roll. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. the shot. Yeah, I couldn't awesome. believe that the wheels stayed under the car. I couldn't either. I know it was really cool, but um, 
so okay you'll probably know so when he leaves the doctor's office after he's got the bad news about his heart is failing and he can't race anymore yep you can see the hollywood sign in the background mm -hmm. when he walks out and he's getting in the car and he pops the nitroglycerin and then he like does this you and cuts off all these cars what street is that because i tried to find that on. i'll Google have Maps to take a look at it again but in my mind you'll that know should it, be right? highland it. if it's going up to the hollywood sign i'm thinking okay I think so. that's probably what it is then yeah but it's so cool because i mean they, is, they is there a divider off. I can't remember how far the divider goes. No, up, there's not a divider because he. he you talking about when he takes the pill and then he makes the e the he whips a U turn and goes up the street. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. I'll take a look again, but it might be Highland. Okay, cool. I'd be curious to know where that's at because it's such a beautiful shot. You see the palm trees, and then you like look up and you can see the Hollywood sign or it's Beach. Really pretty. Yeah, what is it? Beechwood. There's one. There's another one right in like the heart of Hollywood. Like it literally leads up to up the old like, Hollywood Land, a, a building, a you know development, which is why they built the sign. Right, right. Because it was Hollywood land originally, right? And then they got rid of the land on the sign. Yeah, I and think. I want to say Beechwood. Beechwood Canyon okay. or Be – I think Beechwood might be that street as well. So it might be – I'll have okay. to take a look at it again. But yeah, a, a lot I'll of the other locations were all – I mean there's a place in Mar – his garage I think is down in Mar Vista, um, the, you know, the, the, the other mm -hmm. guy. Mm -hmm. uh, I did find that. That's by a park. There's there's a park right there where they get in the fight and they're like beating each other with the bread and stuff. Is um, that Mar Vista that by any chance? I can't remember. I'd have to look like back where it's at, but I found it. I could tell you where that's at. Um, and that shop is like a, it's just like a, a, a mom and pop kind of an auto repair place. And they just basically took it over and then redressed it. But there's like a, the, I thought that the sign they had made for the, for the actual movie, but it's like the hi ho, um, convenience store, hi ho. No, there's like a laundromat and a hi ho something. Well, that's, that's still there. Like if you look <laughs> up hi ho, I don't know what it is, but that, that's a real place that's still there. So that's so funny. But there's a bunch of places I want to try and find, and, and the art director couldn't remember all of them because he he would just do signs and then like not be on location for certain stuff. But like I'm dying to know where that taco place is that they go to when he's talking about building the GT40 and he's trying to get um, Ken Miles in on it. Um, but I don't know where that's at. But it's, I, it's I'm dying really to watch cool. the rest of the movie because I remember the first time through, I was trying to keep myself in the movie, but I kept getting distracted by, I know where that is. I know yeah. where that is. I know where that is. I know where that is. Yeah, that's here. They're going yeah. around Willow the wrong way. Like there were so many different things. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I bet you'll know where this, uh, where this restaurant is at. Um, it looks like a really, it's cool. Cause they have like the old school, like red tufted booths and you know, it's, it's yeah, it's only like one of three or four different family up. owned, uh, Mexican places. If it's yeah. in the Valley, it's probably Casa Vega. It could be El Coyote in Hollywood, El Compadre in Hollywood. I remember that from once upon a time, cause that's where Sharon Tate had her last meal, I believe. Right. El Compadre or no, El Coyote. El Coyote. Yeah, yeah. That's where Sharon Tate had her last meal. And that, that actually was in once upon a time in Hollywood. And then there's La Cabana down place. in the Venice, uh, Santa Monica area. There's like You'll five different place, like I'm family sure. owned places and they all have that really mm -hmm. dark, authentic Mexican with mm -hmm. the red, you met, mm -hmm. you nailed it. The tufted red booths, mm -hmm. like yeah. old school, old school and, and old Hollywood, mm -hmm. a little bit of Goodfellas. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. Just, yeah. just, just it's a little so bit cool. of Copacabana in there. Yeah. Yeah. They did such a good job on like just the, locations and i mean everything in that movie is just so good like i still watch it all the time i've probably seen the movie like 30 times now we have you really this will only be my second time when i finish it but uh i i did say this i, th I can't remember if it was on the air or not but we, we were talking about once upon a time and and ford versus ferrari and once upon a time gets all of these accolades for being um you know oh probably the last picture show like for real like the last the mm -hmm. last old hollywood production mm -hmm. um I, I don't disagree with any of that but I mm -hmm. really feel that Ford versus Ferrari is probably the 
the best love letter to Hollywood cinema for how they used to do things yeah. that they don't yeah. anymore already. And that mm -hmm. was probably the last film that will ever do it. And that's that's why it almost didn't get made. Like I think I told you on one show that we did that that this film has been in in the works since like 2010 or something because I mean, of money point, budget. Yeah, because they could never agree on budgets because all the directors that were attached to it were like, we really need to do this practically with cars. And the studio was like, there's no way we can, you know. I mean, I believe I believe the budget on for just the cars on this film was 22 million dollars. It's amazing. Million dollars for just the cars, um, but. Yeah, they, they kept pushing it back and then people would come on and sign on and then they'd fall out because of scheduling. At one point, Robert De Niro was supposed to play Enzo Ferrari. Um, <laughs> at another point, Tom Cruise was attached. I'm glad it ended up how it did. Even if Matt Damon looks nothing like Carol Shelby, I think he did. I don't know. He doesn't actor. look like him, but he's – I mean I've met He's Carol so Shelby. I've I've met, I've stood there and I've talked to the man in the old days. Mm -hmm. I, I, I feel like he was he was there. When, mm -hmm. when that mm -hmm. whole, don't tell me what to do, that whole fucking thing, he just, he yeah. had it in his face. He had the thing in his face that Carol used to have. Yeah. It was good, man. Well, that, that whole scene that he does out at, I think it's the Santa Monica airport where they shot that. It's called Cloverfield, I think is what they called it. Exactly, Cloverfield. Um, but when he, they just hit every money shot in that scene because he's giving this, this talk and he's talking about, you know, how, how he builds race cars and, and how, you know, there's there's another guy out there that thought like I did. His name was Henry Ford, you know, and he just goes in this thing and they pan across and they get like the sunspots perfect. And it's got this Ford backdrop in the background and it's just such a beautiful shot. But he's got the hat on and just I don't know. It, it was just a really magical scene. Like the way I, 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 you know, a lot of people give him shit because they're like, oh, he looks nothing like Carol. But but I'm with you like like the soul of Carol was definitely in that part. You know, uh, yeah, he nailed it, man. And I, I don't think either of them, I, they both totally got robbed on that deal. I, how how Christian Bale did not at least get a nomination for Best Actor is beyond. It's the movie. It had nothing to do with the talent. The mo it, it, it was the movie. The, that's Politics. not it's not the movie that nominates the talent. Right, right. Plus, right. there was a lot of other competition that year, too. There was. There was. But, but I, I, mean, I do agree, Ken Miles. Uh, I, I always forget his damn name. But Oh, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> What's his name? Batman. Who? Batman. Oh, Christian Bale? Christian Bale. Christian, he's yeah. exceptional as Ken Miles in that movie. His his performance in that movie is just everything. exceptional. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was he was awesome. And I mean he lost a lot of weight for that part too, he said. I mean, he had to really like slim down. Um, oh really? Because he's normally kind of Oh, to get guy. his bulk off, probably, because he's usually yeah, so from like yeah, because yeah, he's, he's supposed to be yeah, Batman. He's supposed to be more know? like me, like a lanky kind of a Yeah. <laughs> I'm just exactly. working on shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is cool, man. It was. Uh, it's, it's. How cool for you movies. to have a piece of that history from that from that movie and and a driving it's, piece? It's super special. Like I, you know, I, I, I was super excited about getting this car um, before it even got here, and and you know, I'd 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 go and watch the movie again, and and it just when I when I'd leave the theater and I still didn't have the car yet, I was just like, this is cool. Like I like where this is going. Um, I I love that story so much. I relate to that that period of racing so much that just to have a piece of that, even if it's not a real 906 is just really cool to me. Like I just, I, I, I pinch myself every time I look at the car. It's crazy. And I had to hustle to get that thing. I mean, it, it, those cars went so fast. You know, I helped, I helped sell a number of them. Um, 
and yeah, a lot you of did. Those I could I, I couldn't write the check for, but um, they all ended up in really cool homes. So uh, wouldn't it wouldn't it have been nice to go there with one of those uh you know the the big uh you know the car movers that you can put twelve picture cars yeah. on and just uh, drive it away. <laughs> I know, I know, because there were so many cars that you know when we went to the warehouse in Oxnard when I got to see it, I'd already committed to the car at this point, but. My buddy Randy Carlson. Um, we saw him that morning. He came airport. to Breakfast Club that morning before yeah, he picked right. you up yeah. at Burbank. Yeah, yeah. And real quick, just hi, hi to Gary Schechner with no T. He's uh, he's watching us live over here, and he said a couple things. He says Lion Air is in a few weeks uh, from now. He believes mid July. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, and he loves that car. And hey, hey, and love the format. Sweet. By the way, <laughs> we're just we're trying, Gary. I also owe you a phone call, and I'm going to do that um, probably tomorrow. Well, thanks, Gary. Hopefully that Lions thing happens, man. That would be really cool. And then do you know who Gary is? Gary is uh, uh, the Porsche gear. That Porsche yes. gear with that Porsche girl and Gary yeah, he's Schechter, doing the your artist. your shirts that have your or her shirts the, with the instruments of the your gauges. Car, right? Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, well, thanks for watching, Gary. So cool. Hopefully that works. I mean, hopefully it goes off. I mean, right now I think they're trying to find loopholes to where. You know, they're going to have something outside, so but people have to go through the museum to get outside. So if that oh. works out, that's awesome. So, I mean, they're looking. I mean, they're trying. So hopefully by then things will change or, you know, who knows. But that'd be a shame. Um, and then what about you? I mean, I guess everything's up in the air. Same thing for you and your plans with having your car displayed down at uh, at Atlanta. Uh, that's still a go from what I oh, okay. talked to. Yeah, I mean, Ray and I have been in constant contact about that. I think that's still a well, go. Well, you know what's so. nice about – can we talk about Ray Schaefer just for a second? Because if you're if you're not already, please consider following Ray Schaefer for your backstage pass to Porsche brand heritage and travel related material. That's Ray Schaefer S H A F E R. Very quickly, Ray Schaefer has been doing the backstage pass segments that he created that we used to do on our show, uh, and he's been doing them for Porsche on the Twitter account, and they're super cool. So I'm thinking. Even if people can't go there, the cars are still going to be changing, and Ray Schaefer will then be delivering into the world through Instagram and Twitter and social media and YouTubes definitely. and all I, the stuffs. I think that'll definitely happen. And and another thing that may be the savior of that is the Heritage Gallery is not necessarily open to the public. That's kind of a ah. perk that if you go and you do the driving, which I believe is still open, or you're doing you know sim time with their simulators, then you're granted access to that. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with the viewer that like they're, they were hoping to do like viewings of movies and you know, if there's too many people for that, that may not work out, but that yeah. may be a saving factor that, you know, the fact that the heritage gallery isn't necessarily open to the public. It's not like, I don't think it's like Pecla where you can just like show up and walk in and look at the cars and then leave if you're not doing anything. Gotcha. You know I mean? It has to be like booked ahead more, of time. Yeah. And it's like, it's actually like inside more, like, it's not like you have, you know, like, well, yeah, it's on the, the uh, buildings built. It's yeah, different. there's security because it's on the property of the Atlanta airport yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, you can't even get in without like prior, you know. You have to check in at a gate and everything. Yeah, there's like right. a hard check there, so it's a little different from the LA Experience Center. But I don't know, man. Fingers crossed that that all still works out. We'll see what happens. But well, I can't wait to figure out a reason for your car to be on display in Los Angeles, whether it's the Peterson or Pecla or, or what, because I can't wait to see it up at breakfast club. I can't That'd wait to cool. see it parked yeah. in front of the Newcomb sign. Cause I that know means, that if it yeah. were actually out here, you would drive it up there. Oh, I'd find a way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I've got the car insured and everything now. So, I mean, there's no reason I couldn't drive it on the street. So we'll see. Um, 
one of the owners of the other long tails, he drove his car all the way home to Utah a couple weeks ago and it made it no problem. So from where they're, uh, LA. Oh, wow. Hours. Really? Yeah. That's good. 12, Utah. 12, 13 yeah. hours probably. Yeah. Yeah. In that thing, man, that's, that's, uh, I don't know if I'm loud and uncomfortable, huh? Dude, like I think an hour and a half is like my limit for that car. It's it's unbearable. Even with earplugs, man, it's just it's. If hot you drove an hour and a half someplace and got out, you're going to mm-hmm. be sweaty, tired, oh, a mess, he- headache, like all the stuff, right? Because the engine's all right the here. <laughs> all the stuff, man. I mean, it's it's a rush. It's super cool, but at the same time, it's like it's not a comfortable car, and you're constantly stressed <laughs> out. Like, can people see me? Did that person see me before I pull out? Like. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's, I get it. I love it. But I, I, the other day when we were filming, I was pretty much in the car nonstop from, I don't know, I think we started at noon. I think we wrapped at like 6, 30, 7 o'clock at night. Dude, oh. I was so ready to get out of that car. And I mean, I'm wet. I'm freaking sweating. Like, ugh. But we got some beautiful stuff. So we'll see what happens. That is crazy. That yeah. is crazy. Um, It'll be fun. Well, but yeah, I'm excited be- for you to see the the movie again. Like watch it the second time all the way through and same here. I intended to the other yeah. day and you know how it is. Life gets in the way and yeah. it's kind of long anyway and it just didn't happen. It is. Oh, yeah, also, you know what it was? I got distracted because of the uh, Ford factory in the beginning. After oh, that right. Shelby of him driving around we talked about, they shut down yeah. the Ford plant in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have shot in that warehouse that they converted into the Ford plant. Yeah. That's a warehouse in downtown Los Angeles that they used yeah. for uh, – actually, I just put those pictures up. But um, Did you figure out what movie that was? Cause it you were, was a TV show wondering. called Defiance. Okay, cool. It was on sci-fi. I, I've never seen the show. I don't even remember if we were sh- – we weren't shooting the show. We were shooting like a, a commercial for it or, or a or – Oh, a, like a promo or something? Yeah, but you saw the cool. scale of it. If it was a, only a promo, it was – effing big big yeah, yeah 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 it looked like a mad max charger there or something like it was crazy it, that's exactly like, what it was and it's it's more than just a, it's funny it's kind of like we were, we were just saying like you wouldn't do that now you wouldn't do mm-hmm. that shoot that we had that way mm-hmm. now you would put her in a room this size with a green screen mm-hmm. behind her yeah. oh, is there yeah. the end of the world oh <laughs> yeah yeah, that was we, an we did it all. Set. We did it all practically, and that was only uh, Girk two looked it up, and I think it, he said it was 2014. So only six years ago. Wow, crazy. Nice. I know. I know the art director said that they've shot a lot of stuff there. Like, I guess it's it's used quite a bit. Oh, it and is. Then, it's used for tons of stuff. Um, uh, and then I think, it was um, Inception. There's a car chase in Inception, uh, and they go right through the same warehouse. Oh wow, How the Christopher Nolan that? movie. Yeah, yeah. And then, really did you ever cool. see Jackass three? <laughs> I'm sure I have. I saw them all. Uh, I have too. I don't even know if it was the third one, but one of them has something that is absolutely disgusting and they do it there. Oh, do they really? Is that yeah, you don't even like- see the warehouse. Apparently, they just needed a big open space to do some shit, and they rented that warehouse. But in the oh, like okay, in the gotcha. in the wide shots, I'm like, that's I know exactly where that is. That's crazy. That's so funny. I don't want to go there and now. Then, <laughs> and then Henry Ford's uh, office. That was the L.A. Times building. They used like one part of the la times building i believe oh really and well, i'll have to watch that for, again too yeah it's supposedly for sale now like the building itself i believe is for sale or has been sold but it's not the la times all of those old great mid-century buildings downtown were great the unical building you've seen in everything it's uh from mm-hmm. from mad it was mad men it was the mad men oh, before yeah. they moved to the time life building and it was uh anchorman it's the station from That's Anchorman. Funny. It's been in oh, everything. Funny. And That's the so cool. just like you were talking about the president, the CEO or whatever president's office is on the top and it's 
it's like half the whole floor because it's a conference mm-hmm. room. It's a secretary. It's a whole, whole thing. Fireplace, water feature, the whole thing. Uh, and it's been in every movie you've ever – like Grandma's Boy, every frame oh, yeah. is shot in that building. But you, but all those, the, the, the LA Times, the old banks downtown, the uh, there mm-hmm. was a newspaper, Herald Examiner, I think it was, that we used to shoot in all the time. God, wow. you're bringing back crazy memories. Yeah, that's not Crazy memories. Really Gee whiz. Again, that Arrest and Trial show, the one I told you we rented all of the uh, picture yeah. cars for. Yeah. It was the yeah. same one because of all of the picture cars, because of all of the episodes, we needed – like I think I told you we did 190 episodes in however many mm-hmm. months. So there mm-hmm. was like five teams out. So however many picture cars – same thing for locations. Wow. That's that's amazing. Never stop. That's got to be kind of weird though, like living in LA because you're constantly driving past places that you filmed. Like, oh yeah, I shot that there. And like, that's got to be weird. Do you do that? Did we talk about this on the show or did we talk about it in – no, I don't do that. But something has come up lately that's been problematic for me. And I think it's because What's of the that? COVID and everything. We've been staying in – this hasn't, I haven't done this at all, but when COVID first started, like the first month I was, mm-hmm. I start. I was playing video games. I was like, what do we do with my time? I was just occupying my time. Like for oh, like we did an, talk hour, about this. an hour and a half a day. Yeah. And Grand, I was playing Grand, Grand Theft, Theft Auto, right? Auto and it's, yeah. it's based in a, a loose interpretation of Los Angeles. Like if Los Angeles uh-huh. were an Island essentially and yeah. all of the surrounding areas, Palmdale, there's even kind of NorCal, whatever. But yeah. like LEX is there and the Playboy Mansion's mm-hmm. there and the uh, Chateau Marmont is there, the Hollywood sign, Vinewood sign, you know. Yeah. All of the stuff is real. You can drive through downtown. You can pass the Bonaventure Hotel. You can pass all the real stuff. But because it's a video game and it's not nearly as big as the actual map, nothing is really in the right place. It's all kind of generically in the right place. But if you mm-hmm. play this game enough, Tori, you end up mm-hmm. l- learning the map. So you know, mm-hmm. oh, okay, I'll just take a right at the chateau, go left here at the whatever, and take a right at Carney's. <laughs> now you're you doing know, all this the in real life. <laughs> this is all good and great while you're in your home and you're stuck here. What about when you go back to driving in the real world and you're like, oh, in I'm just passing the airport. Oh, it'll be like five minutes. I'll be in the valley. <laughs> or you take a right instead of a left, or you think you're going one place. It's a weird thing that I yeah, never that would have thought weird. could have actually happened to me, let alone would have. I bet all the people that live in LA that play GTA right now are like, yes, that's totally true. Like I do that too. That's so And it's funny. not like every street, but I mean like, oh, the freeway ramps. Like, oh, this one goes this mm-hmm. way and I know that it'll get me to, oh, wait, that's not true. Or, oh, I know if I get on the 10 here, it'll take me all the way to the beach. Yeah. No, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. I do that. So I do that with the with the airport because I know, I know LAX like the back of my hand being a flight attendant. So like – yeah, when we're driving, like when I'm driving in the movie or in the video game or whatever, I'll look to the right and be like, wait, the Sheridan should be right there. Where's the Sheridan gateway? You know, it's funny. It's so, but then you get this weird deja vu when you're in the real place. It's, it's, yeah, it's trippy. May I, may I interrupt just for a moment? Because we have uh, Ray yeah. Schaefer's here. He says the split screen is working great. Love it. Thank you very much, Ray Schaefer. Gary says, Thanks, uh, he's, Gary had to bail, but Ray Schaefer then says, uh, Tori's 906 will be at PECLA, uh, excuse me. P-E-C-A-T-L, Atlanta, starting early August. We're excited okay. for the we're excited for the stunt double of the Ford vs. Ferrari to join us at the home of Porsche in America. That's so nice. From the words of uh, the, for, excuse me, from the mouth of Ray Schaefer himself. Thank you for I'm tuning super in. I'm flattered Ray that they're so accepting of the car, not even being a real Porsche. That's really cool to me. Like I think that's a really really neat thing. You know, because I mean I think there's probably car companies out there that would be like, oh, well, it's not a real one, so we don't want it. But I think you're 100% I think it did right. a lot. 
I think I think it did a lot to raise awareness maybe of 906s for like the new generation of kids that are out there. Like, what is that? That is really cool. I've never seen one of those. What are these other cars? Like, let's learn. I think about there are a few so, elements to this, and I feel like you perhaps may not be giving yourself enough credit. I think Ray also has seen what you have done to that car, what you have put in. And it's not even just the movie car anymore. It is now an authentic it's it now belongs in the Heritage Gallery because it now celebrates the heritage. You oh, now have thanks, all, and man. by the way, everything you put on that thing is basically the real stuff. Instead, you know what I mean. You kind of you oh, made it, it much more authentic <laughs> than it me. even was in the yeah. movie. Trust me, yeah. Well, there's things on this car that aren't even on the real one that still exists. That's what's it's funny. The, I mean, I feel like I spent way more time on the decals on this car than you know. Fry, I don't. This is my point. Shop is yeah the the shop in Germany that restored it. I mean, they didn't really. Uh, sometimes I wonder if they even looked at a picture of that original in '66 because the decals are so bad. But I don't know. But that's the movie car geek in me. You know, that's our past. We're good at that stuff, aren't we, Jay? I don't know. We obsess over little details like that. I think that's what helped me out. You know, isn't that what we all do? Obsess over the details. Uh, I think most of us do. Yes. A couple of these car guys. Um, I think we've gone the hour. We should probably think about wrapping it up. Was there anything else we were going to talk about? I would, you lost a hero today. Can we talk about that real quick? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sad. Another one. Who who do we lose? Oh, Hugh Downs. Yeah. Hugh Downs. Yeah. Hugh Downs is a big one. Uh, I mean, that sucks. The thing is though, people nowadays probably remember him as the old guy from, 2020 with Barbara Walters, if they remember him at all. Right. Um, he was so much more before that, you know? For me, it was I, – I don't know if he's one of the first, but he was definitely one of the early hosts of the Today Show back in the day, mm-hmm. like when it was black mm-hmm. and white down on the street. Um, he used to be the announcer slash guest host – not guest host, but co-host of the uh, uh, Tonight Show back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, so he used to work with equipment like this, you know, and everything, sitting right in front of the, right. old, the old broadcast mic and all. Yeah, um, when that thing was yeah, I don't, he just real. he was around forever. He did it all. He was one of those guys, yeah. you know. He was just he was one of those old guys in that generation. There's so few of them left, and the truth is, he's the older generation even than Letterman. You know what I mean? Like Letterman grew mm-hmm. up watching that generation. For me, for some reason, I'm just so immersed in the whole world of it all that I celebrate yeah. the whole thing. So yeah. I'm still connected i don't you know what i mean i'm not like upset or anything i yeah. just it's like oh I, well he had a good a, run he was 99 another one. i think yeah yeah i mean that, that's a good run we should all be so lucky to live to 99 years old that's cool he saw a lot of cool stuff you know yeah absolutely it's funny though because like so like this week i've been kind of like looking at the old youtube videos of the glory days i think i posted about that on instagram or whatever mm-hmm. and it's this great show that that it from what i understand speed vision kind of got the rights to a lot of the old uh, worldwide abc wide world of sports footage that they did of these races back in the day and it these these announcers are just unreal like uh, that that's what made me you know mention hugh because that's just a different there you go exactly you've got it right there i'm listening yeah oh, who was I mean, it those... was uh, let's see who hosted this it was a uh, howard cosell i don't know how to do a howard cosell <laughs> it was something like this it lived somewhere around here but that that era just had this character that you just don't see anymore. Like um, even announcers like 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 Chick Hearn, like they just had this thing about them. This, this he's an LA guy too, right? About them, yeah, yeah. I think he used to do the Lakers back in the day. He was. In I, the I definitely boat. agree with you. The old school. There's something about really delivering is. the work. They just 
had it. Like they crafted their words so much differently than announcers now. You know, like I know there's a formula to it, but their formula just seemed to work a lot better back then. And like um, the Don Pardo is probably are, the most famous one that people think, you know, from from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I love that. Like you just don't see that a lot. Anymore. With Ellen yeah. Cleghorn. <laughs> I love that. Mike so Myers. <laughs> Dana Carvey. There's, there's I used just, to watch that guy do that shit live. Yeah, there's just this arc to their voice, and you just don't you don't hear that much anymore. <sighs> and like the announcers on this glory days, like it was hosted by this guy named Dave Despain, who did a lot of like motorsports reporting, and he was amazing. But then they would like take it to the track, and it was these other guys that were from the wide world of sports, and I mean. Man, these guys were good. And, and I mean, they, they, they're like Johnny on the spot in the pits with their like interviews. And I mean, they're interviewing guys like Bruce McLaren and, and Denny Holman, like all these epic, epic guys. And, all and that shit was always my favorite, though, because it was so on the fly. So they're good. literally just sticking a yeah. mic in somebody's face, sometimes right through yeah, the I net mean, of, the, of the window, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's so funny. You're like the guy just, you know, blew an engine. He's pissed, but they're getting him out of the car. Like, what do you think happened back there, man? Yeah. Like, how does this make you, you feel? Back in the race? Yeah, well, how do you think it makes you feel, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot riding on this race, damn it. But uh, just so I'm, I've been binging those, man. Like, I wish Motor Trend would find that stuff and put that on. Because I don't need to watch any more tattooed guys try and build a dog charger <laughs> in a week. I'm so sick of that shit, man. Like, that's just not a good But we have so many friends on that channel. Oh, it's... And then there's a lot of new shows coming out, and some of them sound very similar. I love Wheeler Dealers. That's one of the few things that I will watch. But all that other stuff, like, I just can't with that stuff. It seems like everybody's got a car build show now, and they're just not good. But, like, why is there not more stuff about history on there? There's just not. It's weird. Did you... I, 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 I... uh, we're going long, I guess. Who cares? We're going. Uh, long, I have a quick but... question for you. Have you seen? I w- Mrs. Ryan and I watched Rutledge Woods' new show the other day. Have you seen it? It's on. I, uh, I think it it's no. on. Uh, it's on one of the streamers. I can't remember which one. If you do, you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. I don't know anything about it. What's it's it about? called Floor Is Lava. Oh, he's doing that show. I know the show. I haven't. He's I the best. Rutt he's the best part of it. He's the best part of it. The show is actually quite fun and adorable. It's kind of like Wipeout, but did you ever play uh, Floors Lava when you were a kid? Like you got to get from this room to that room without yeah, touching yeah, the floor, yeah. with the jump from the cushion to the couch yeah, to the chair, whatever. Yeah. So it's yeah. that kind of thing, and they but it's like double dare for adults. They just have a, a room. So what is the lava? Because they said it's not they don't lava, s- but it sucks. You're like, yeah, they, they you? say it's not. Uh, uh, I, I read a whole thing on it. They, I can't believe you asked that question. In this article I read, they literally compared it to duck sauce or sweet and sour, so like from a Chinese restaurant. They said the closest thing is like Chinese duck sauce. I was like, Ugh. Okay, would, oh, just you water? Duck sauce. Like, yeah, I've never had duck sauce. I mean, is it that terrible? Sweet, imagine a sweet and sour. But what? But but what okay. it sounds to me like that's the consistency. Like a anyway. Oh, okay. The show, I encourage you to watch it almost so that you can just tell me what you think because we only watched the first episode and it just seemed incredibly produced, like really way too produced. And okay. and we re- it was there just wasn't anything there for us. But Rutch, mm-hmm. Rutt's um, voiceover is not dissimilar to Wipeout with John Henson and the other guy. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's just funny to hear him. Oh, that was good. <laughs> I don't think she's going to make it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And the I'll stairs are still – don't forget, you know, all these crazy – Yeah. He's the best part of it for me. Yeah. Do yeah, you like Rutledge? Like double Dare for adults. 
Yeah, yeah. I actually met Rut when I had my I had a Skittles Beetle that was uh it was raced in the Carrera Panamericana back in the nineties. Oh, cool. And he was he was at the track in Pittsburgh. What was he there for? Like one lap of America or something. And he's a Volkswagen guy. He's got like a crew cab bus and and he came over and was like, Oh my god, I love your bug. And I was like, Oh, it's like I watch you on Top Gear America and so we oh, talked okay. Volkswagens for a little bit, but yeah, he's a really nice guy. Like I, I he like is. Him. Yeah, we yeah. met him once at the uh, Long Beach Grand Prix when he used to do the Toyota race or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Very, yeah. very brief. But that's kind of what lets me know he was solid because it was like he was in the middle of shit and he made but time. He still even made was, time. Yeah, yeah. At a time when yeah, you, yeah. you, oh, I'm kind of, kind of, kind of busy right now. You know, I, yeah, I would have yeah, been yeah. like, I could have understood if he had been that way. A lot of the other yeah. people were that way. Yeah, of course. No, he's yeah, – I like Rut. He, he seems like a, the real deal. And he's like – he's got such a quirky taste in cars. That's what I love about him the most. Like he could probably buy a Lamborghini if you want it or whatever. But he's like tinkering with like Subaru 360s and like crazy stuff, like weird little minivans from Japan. And he, you, he's always got something cool going on. You've always got your finger on the pulse of things. Was it you who told me that he was on Matt Farah? Did you watch that? Was it somebody else? Oh, that must Maybe be not. someone else. I don't think I've okay. seen his show. Then never mind. I, I don't think I've seen that one. Let's Poor Matt Farah. Can we talk about him just real quickly? He He's still yeah, not talk. in his – we're just – everything is uh, – we're in a holding pattern until he gets his uh, you know, certificate of approval or whatever. You know, occupancy, whatever you have to get Man, from, the, from the city. That thing was so I've got a closet full screen. of gear here and we've got a bunch of stuff uh, to pick up and he's got people you know, like painting, doing whatever work they could do. But he can't move into the spot yet so we can't build the studio. The studios, the room is built. It's done. It's painted. The shades are on the walls. The TV's hung. You know what I mean? But we can't move lights or any equipment oh, or set stuff man, or furniture. Can't move any of that stuff in. That sucks. Um, did, <laughs> quickly, though, I, I meant to talk about this earlier, and then this will be the last thing if that's all right. Yeah, uh, no, I wanted to say very world, quickly, but, yeah. huge thanks to Spike Ferriston, who came up to uh, Breakfast Club the other day, and he brought his son, Jack, which was very, very cool. And I just wanted to say, I think I told you this off the air, but he never knew the microphone story. And it, it, it through talking about him and his podcast and a studio that he may be building in the future, stuff like that, through talking about all that stuff, I joked about the desk and he joked about the set. And I started telling him the microphone story. And one thing led to another. And after a half an hour, there's a circle of people standing at Newcomb's and listening to this story. And... <laughs> And after he heard it and everything, it was it was rather – I think I – I don't know if I told you or not. He's like, you know, somebody's going to write that. He's like, somebody's going to write this story. I'm going to tell Jerry. Yeah. So that would, that would awesome. not suck. That would not suck. Please do. Yeah. Um, but, but, but what occurred to me after he had left, um, we were – Mrs. Ryan, it's, I think I told you, not been walking so well. So we're literally sitting on the ground in this mm-hmm. circle in at Newcomb's and uh, I realized – I looked at her and I said, you know, it was about five years ago, Spike Ferriston was the first person I wanted to tell that story to. Mm-hmm. And I went to, to tell him at Malibu and I tr- started to one day and he was, <laughs> he had no idea what I was about to say. And mm-hmm. I was also totally, you saw me when I told the story on the show. Imagine a year prior to that, like the, the oh, nerves yeah. and the kid who didn't have his shit together was all back. I couldn't imagine. So he basically sort of almost made fun of me and kind of got me to shut the hell up and go away. Go back to your table. No, he was very polite and everything. But, you know, it made me – because I was not strong enough at the time or whatever. I don't know. Because 
you saw how I regressed during that time and everything. So I became the little kid again. And I was like, I don't know how to get through. Um, so whatever, that was no big deal. But what I was saying to Mrs. Ryan was, boy, five years ago that, and I go, now his kid knows who we are. <laughs> his kid knew Yellow Car. And I was like, it's amazing. It's really now we're cool. on the radar. Okay. Well, whatever it takes. That's awesome. It's pretty funny. I but a uh, huge thanks to Spike it. for coming up to Breakfast Club. That was super cool. I'm bringing Jack. Um, hope to see you again. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Got to get it, one it was just it was one of those weird way. moments where you have the realization of like, oh, that's really funny. And well, and it, it wouldn't have happened had you not had me had we not done this work and not like there's anything <laughs> make it sound like all the breadcrumbs are there for Spike and Jerry Seifel to write our story. <laughs> right. Not saying that, not saying that. Right. Uh, but but do you know what I'm saying? It went from I me do. not being able to tell him to a couple of years later him asking me about it. What's cool about that is that 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 story got told at Newcombs as opposed to the Malibu Kitchen. That for me is Oh, that's cool. funny. It never even I occurred like to me. That. Yeah. I'm not like, a turf guy, so like, it never really I mean, you, you know what I mean? We don't we no, don't own turf. The, it's not our thing. But I think that was a cooler setting to hear that story probably than like a crowded Malibu Kitchen where people are taking pictures and selfies and whatever else. Like it's just you guys on the mountain. In he was zone, so cool, man. In your happy place. I'm sure he loved I f- it, that it wasn't crazy. And that's probably a nice, you know, departure from the norm for him, I would think, too. And it's such I don't, a I don't really know, but he, it's funny that you mentioned that stuff because he did say a couple of those things. He, he mm-hmm. first of all, he was, so you started this, like, kind of surprised. I was like, well, we didn't mm-hmm. really start it. I was like, my wife and I started coming to breakfast and then we started doing it regularly and then we started posting about it. And three years later, here yeah. this is. Yeah, and, um, and he was like, well, this is great. And I was like, actually, it's kind of a, this is kind of a medium medium light turnout, you know, cause there's only like I don't know, 10 or 10 or 12 cars, 15 cars, something like that. And he was Probably like, no, this is perfect. Was this is exactly, <laughs> exactly. it's about the drive exactly. and yeah, getting, getting away quite frankly. And yeah. not from people, I, but getting away from the world, from the noise, from life. Yeah. In the weirdest way you get to kind of escape. Yeah. I talked to him briefly on Instagram the other day because I had, I had pitched him a couple of those 906s, you know, when they were coming on the market, I was like, Hey, you know, I know it's a replica. It's probably not your thing, but these cars are going to be available if you guys are interested. And, um, so I, I talked to him after he had seen my buddy's 906, you know, last weekend or whatever. He was like, right. He's like that, that car looks so cool. He was like, and he told, he's like, tell your buddy that that won the day at Malibu. I was like, that's really cool. It did. Like he was, he was really excited about that. So I thought that was neat. But he said that the drive up to Newcombs was, was glorious in the GT2 RS. He said that was like just such a, you know, cause it's not his, his normal route. You know, I'm sure he usually takes, you know, the Malibu Canyons or whatever, but it's something new for him to try. With and I don't know which RS. way he came, but if he took nine miles, I mean, he really might've opened it up a little bit too, which you can't, you can't even do. There aren't even canyons in Malibu where you could open that car up. I would imagine not. Well, and Matt Farrell was talking the other day when I was listening to his show that the cops have gotten really bad out there. Like there's always yeah. cops now. So I don't know, man. It seems it like they're a little is, right? cooler up there at Angeles Crest. So cool. Um, how do you feel? I feel like we covered a lot right, of stuff. Man. We did cover a lot of stuff. Hopefully we got to everything that you wanted to get to. And if not, we'll pick it up again next week. Yeah, for sure. Um, are you good for Tuesdays? I'm good for Tuesdays. It doesn't matter to me. Time. It doesn't matter to me. I like checking <laughs> I in with you every week. And other people I'm seem cool. to like it too, which is cool nice. Tuesdays. Yeah, great. Let's do it. Tuesday it is. Um, I mean, we'll actually do Tuesdays with Tori on, on an actual Tuesday. This time. That'll be exciting. <laughs> Like I said, I don't care what it really is, but that's the name of it. <laughs> it can, it can either, never, ever once good. be on a Tuesday. It's Tuesdays with Tori, yeah. Wednesday edition. Yeah, Wednesday edition. 
uh, Kitty Cam, COVID, Petrolicious. Uh, oh, no, there is one more thing, but I'm not going to tell it here. I, I had always, uh, but I do want to tease it here because I'm hoping maybe Spike can help us with this. Um, I had, since I was a kid, always heard a story. Not always. I, one time I heard this story and I'd always been trying to find out if it were true. I can't remember if I read it. I can't remember if I heard it. I don't know who I would have heard it from. I must have read it because I was still living in on the East Coast. This is like 97, 98. Must have been after 98, like when Seinfeld went off the air. Something happened and Jerry has a story that is not dissimilar to me and my Letterman microphone story. Really? There's a story. Yes. And I, I, I said, hey, I always heard this story and I said, blah, 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 blah. Did this happen? And mm-hmm. I saw Spike's eyes roll back. Like I saw him remember it all. Like, yeah, yeah, that did happen. And he started telling me a story and it was very similar. And he goes, no, no, wait, that was another time. This one was, and he went on and he told me this whole story. I don't want to waste it here because it's not my story. Also, I don't have the details right as if one of them were telling it. But, but, but I would love to, I, I implore, please, Spike Ferriston and or Jerry Seinfeld, please come tell us that story and or, and or, um, at least Spike, get Jerry to tell the story on your show so that we can all hear it. Um, it's, I don't know if I should just say it. Spike knows what it is. There's a thing, and it's very similar. We'll call it the intercom story. The microphone story, the intercom story. Now I'm How's that? I want, is that yeah, saying it without right saying now. it? Yeah. I would say Great. So. Perfect. Yeah, you didn't give anything away. No spoilers there. Beautiful. Well, because it, it, okay. <laughs> to me, it's quite entertaining, but I don't know if it's only entertaining to me because of my history or if it would be entertaining to other people. I think it's very, very interesting. There's one way to find out. I also asked uh, Spike, I said, you know, I always heard Jerry had the front door wall from the Seinfeld set. Is that true? And he's like, yeah, I, yeah, I think, I don't know if he still has it because he might've given it to the Smithsonian, but I think so. Yes. I was like, that's cool. Wow. That's cool. So it's weird. Wow. Jerry also has a little bit of the Merv Griffin set in a little tiny weird way. There you go. <laughs> All right. Uh, I love you, brother. It's great to see you. you. Welcome too. back. I'm glad you're Why, recertified you. and everything. All good. Good to be back. Flight attendant for another year. uh i guess we'll see on tuesday that's it for us uh have a great weekend we love y'all and we'll see you out there love one another thanks see you guys